Hello, 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 and welcome to the most unusual podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Butterly. I hope you're all keeping well and safe in these crazy, crazy times. I know I am. So what is the most unusual podcast? It is a place we come and chat about the most peculiar, oddish, outlandish events, people, place, things throughout history that you wouldn't normally hear about unless, unless, <laughs> unless you actually went looking for it. And to add something a little bit extra, we're also going to be looking at the effect these all have had on our world today. To give you a bit of background about myself, I'm 24 years old and I love learning <laughs> about the weird and disturbing parts of history. You might find me on a night out in a corner talking about some dark stuff. Um, I know it's happened a couple of times. I've been burning the ear off someone, such as, let me give you an example, um, torture chambers from like concentration camps and stuff. I just always find those things so fascinating. I think I can kind of detach myself from what's actually happening, you know, and just talk about the actual torture, as in the weapons and whatnot, not the emotion part of it um yeah so I decided to hop on this trend of podcasting because who doesn't love to just chat absolute shit you know and also chat to themselves you know I like it um so let's get straight into it shall we our very first episode I am so excited I hope you are too um and today we're going to be talking about the disturbing history of dentures we'll also be touching on dentistry you can't not talk about dentistry um, when researching this topic, I actually quite enjoyed it, would you believe? It's quite fascinating, you know? Teeth. We all have them, or we might have a few, but ultimately we are born with teeth. Or maybe sometimes you're not. No, are we born with teeth? <laughs> no, we're not born with teeth. They're in our gums. We're not, imagine, born, imagine being born with a full set of teeth. That'd be wild. Um, a <laughs> full set of adult's teeth on a baby, Jesus, straight into eating, no, none of that soft diet, and slowly, there'd be no breastfeeding going on, everyone's, all the women's nipples will be gone, anyway, we've gone a little bit off topic, so why start with dentures, you ask, well, why not, do you ever wonder about, <laughs> do you ever wonder about something, and then think of the first people that have ever had to try it, um, take mushrooms as an example, some tasted good, others made you hallucinate, and some just straight up killed you, so it's always exciting to learn the beginning of something, for me anyways. Um, and I actually was in the dentist recently, um, getting a filling, and I found it hard to keep my eyes open. I was just so relaxed, you know? But a lot of people don't like the dentist, and they also don't like talking about teeth. It makes them feel weird. I don't mind talking about teeth, or I wouldn't have been doing this episode, I guess. But yeah, the dentist, I think, is like, you kind of put it off for a while. I definitely have and then when I go when I make an appointment to go I get nervous because I'm like I haven't been in a while and I feel like they're gonna scald me but like are they gonna scald you like it's a dentist like they're there they're professionals they want to help you I had to say it was extremely comfortable you know they put a little numbing cream on before they even put the needle in yeah you can feel something slightly at the back of your jaw but like nothing you've ever felt before you know you've not felt before um, so yeah, just sitting back. Okay, it can be uncomfortable in some senses that there's a light shine in your eyes, you're trying not to make eye contact with the dentist, several hands are in your mouth, but like, at the end of the day, we've come a long way. We've come a long, long way. Um, and it only added to my wonder and got me thinking just how far we have come, you know? Um, and we have it pretty good. 
So things like anaesthetics, clean tools, just professionals in general, taking care of us. You do feel safe, well you should at least, and if you don't, it's very worrisome, like you shouldn't be going to that dentist. Like if you've ever any pain at all, you need to pop that hand up because you need to let them know. You can't be lying there and be in pain. It's just, you're not meant to be, you're not meant to feel a thing. And I didn't the other day and it was great. But it wasn't always this case. Only in 1878 did dentists actually start registering as practice dentists. Up until then, it was your local barber that took responsibility for your teeth. Which is wild. Imagine going in to get a cut and getting your teeth done all by the same person. It'd be wild. Um, it would kill two birds with one stone though, so I guess it was handy. And then dentists themselves actually date far as back as 2500 BC. Um, and they are found in today's Mexico. Um, and were made from what appears to be wolf teeth. And this is what got me so interested is, is like, you know, we took the skin, that we wore their, we wore their fur, you know, to keep warm, like why not take their teeth, you know? Um, have massive canine teeth, like, people would stay away from you, you know? It'd be class. While the Italians used gold wire or bands to attach human and animal teeth around 700 BC. So, it's exciting, you know. I would use animal teeth before I'd use human teeth. And the ancient Mayans replaced missing teeth with carved stones, bits of bone, or even seashells. And I don't really like that like idea, like carved stone, maybe, bits of bone, possibly, even seashells. No, no, that's just, that's wild. Like that, that shit would hurt, um, even just having that in your tooth. Imagine accidentally swallowing that thing it would cut the back of your throat but it did work well for them and it often fused with the jawbone for a permanent fix so imagine <laughs> imagine someone just smiled and just their whole set of teeth are just sharp shells like <laughs> it wouldn't be for me that shit would crack pretty easily wouldn't it it would be very painful if i had fused and then cracked i wonder all these questions and no answers huh then there was also the wooden dentures um the japanese were the first to do it in the 16th century. And then this led me down the road, of course, of George Washington. Um, and it is arguably one of the most widespread myths of his whole personal life. Um, and now I don't really know much about George Washington, except that he was one of the American presidents and whatnot, but I know a lot about his teeth now. And he did suffer with extreme denture problems and he wore multiple sets that were composed of a variety of materials including ivory, gold, lead, and human teeth. But in regards to the myth, the most standard explanation was that his ivory in his dentures became stained over time, giving them a grained wooden appearance that later like misled observers. So never judge a book by a cover, you know? And there are some elements of truth to it. For instance, that he carved his own wooden teeth, but it is true that he made his own repairs to his teeth. So yeah, there you go. Um, but also, I don't want to just be sitting here spitting out facts, you know? As much fun as that is, I did come across two stories that were of most unusual, and I did want to share them, which also made me want to make a podcast even more, just from these stories alone. So starting with the Battle of Waterloo, I know, exciting, huh? It was a fight between England and the Netherlands against France, um, and it was in the 1800s. <laughs> the French army were thoroughly and completely spanked or getting spanked. They were just getting hammered. And by the time the battle actually ended, around 51,000 people had died. Now, what does this have to do with dentures, you ask? Well, enterprising people, I'm using like air quotations there, 
um, as they were called, took to the battlefield to loot, to loot any teeth from these young, healthy men and sell them to the dentist. The teeth were shipped back in barrels where they were sorted and boiled for sterilization. So, like, imagine going out to fight for your country and then your fucking country coming back and ripping all your tea out of your head. I don't know. It just... It's just wild. Sounds wild to me. Um, the molars were proved to be the most difficult to remove. Were it proved? <laughs> the molars proving to be the most difficult to remove. So they... Yeah. Obviously. Because they are so, like, indented in your jaw. But they actually became known as the Waterloo Teeth. And it works so well. It's the same thing happened for other civil wars. And teeth see teeth were better quality then because you know young healthy men just got off to war some barely probably hitting their teens lying to go to war um instead of diseased teeth from executed criminals or body snatched by grave robbers i wonder if that still goes on today like do people still rob graves if i had to choose i obviously would choose teeth from a a young healthy male instead of a a body that's already been in the ground for god knows how long or executed criminals because how long have they been in jail and what did their teeth look like you know and um, i can't imagine their teeth would be in great nick either probably would be my last if i had to do an order it'd be the army men the dead army men the grave and then the executed criminals Um, i can't believe i just did a, a little order of that but anyway and then so that's one story it's exciting, huh? I hope you like that. And then the second story, which I found so fascinating, was about Edgar Parker, who was also known for his teeth pulling. He actually legally changed his name to Painless Parker. I was looking at pictures of him. He's a normal-looking dude. But he was considered a menace for his profession, apparently. What he caught my attention was not his name, was that he actually set up a Parkus Dentist Circus. It was a travelling medicine show with his dental chair on a horse-drawn wagon while a band played in 1913. Um, and the band attracted the large crowd, you know, and hid the moans and cries of the patients. It got larger and became complete with acrobats, magicians, jugglers and dancing nurses and all of that there also to distract the patients and the people, I guess. He even had an elephant that he rode in on. Um, and then on stage, it was all about the, te- the tooth pulling. The teeth pulling? Teeth or tooth? It was all about the teeth pulling. It depends, I guess, how many the person wants to get pulled. Currently, his record, sorry, currently, he's dead a long time. His record is 357 teeth in one day. Um, which, by the way, he actually made into a necklace and wore. So, that's crazy, isn't it? Imagine wearing that. Imagine you go into your dentist and he has, like, all of the teeth he's ever pulled on a wall. Would you be freaked or would you be like, feel safer? Or would you be freaked? I would never, I don't even want to see my own teeth pulled out. Like some people have massive roots. But yeah, people were first given a cup with a drink that was called Hydrocaine and it was a whiskey laced with cocaine. Um, Probably that's why people were queuing up to fucking get their teeth pulled out. They wouldn't feel a thing with that. Um, And he charged 50 cent for each, for each tooth and promised if it would hurt he would pay them five dollars so he became a very established man he actually ended up building a chain dentistry business so 28 offices 70 dentists and to this day one of his biggest offices still operates in la which is quite extraordinary and then to mention briefly 
teeth whitening. So today we slap on a few strips, you can have white teeth. I don't know if you've ever used them before, like they do miss half the surface, they're not that, they're, they can make your teeth quite sensitive, they're not that comfortable, like they literally get the first four teeth of your of your mouth. I guess that's all that people see, but you know, you want the full blown smack, you know. I also got that light done before, um, but that is like 45 minutes to an hour. Your lips, I've never ever had so much Vaseline on my lips, like, and I just wanted to put more on them. Also, when that light is on your teeth, you, there's just a little timer counting down, and I didn't realise how long it took. It counted down from 20, and I was like, oh, thank God. I know that timer was just to, to tell her to come over and put more Vaseline on my lips, and then it started again. Like, if I had to give any sort of criticism back to them, I think they were called the, te the whitening fairy, um, it would be not to put the timer on the light, you know? That's... The worst thing you can do is watch the time. Like, it, it nearly goes, it nearly stops. The time nearly stops while you're watching it. So, yeah, sorry, let me get back into teeth whitening. That's how I feel about it. But, yeah, ancient Rome, they used human urine. So, apparently, it worked due to the high ammonia content. Um, and Romans would often leave pots in public areas so, bas so pass bastards <laughs> could buy, <laughs> so passerbys could urinate. Um, the government actually began to tax urine collectors and sellers. So there you go, huh? Um, and then in the 17th century, there was a major advancement in teeth whitening. Barbers took a metal file to the surface of the tooth, which would have been treated with nitric acid, um, which is highly corrosive mineral acid. And they just, yeah. Imagine that. Jesus, you wouldn't have any tea left after that. You'd have no enamel. So there you have it. Dentures disturbing history and some stories thrown in it, you know. Um, I'm sure what would we do without dentures today? Half of the elderly people, maybe even fucking half of 30-year-olds wouldn't have teeth, you know. I don't know how with these sugar levels um, it's all lasting. Doesn't seem to go too well. I also wanted to add a little segment to the show, which is to pick any object, thing around the house that I could see um, and just find the craziest fact about it. And the first thing I saw was a pen. So the maddest fact about a pen is that more than 100 people a year die by suffocating on pen caps. And the most common situation which leads to this is when a person puts the cap in its mouth, bites it or plays with it. I imagine that's the only situation that someone can suffocate um, on a pen cap but anyway not the most common um, unless it's shoved down someone's throat by someone else but like that's that's not that's another that's murder and this can cause a person to swallow the cap and suffocate um, so this is why big pens have a hole in the lid to prevent such choking accidents occurring 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 so yeah I hope you enjoyed that I felt like that was a quick little episode I had fun, I hope you did too. I hope you've learned something today, you know. I definitely have. Pens and teeth, what more would you want, you know? All about that mouth today we are. Um, but yeah, thank you so much and we'll chat again soon, I imagine. <laughs>